What up, everybody? It's your boy, Cousin Oz, the People's Mailman, back for another episode with Cousin Tony, the Architect. So today we're going to touch on hobby pitfalls. Now, these are the perils that you definitely want to avoid while traversing the hobby landscape. So get your pen and paper ready as Cousin Tony and I drop these golden nuggets of wisdom. Yo, Cousin Tone, go ahead and get us started. Yes, sir. Well, off the bat, goats versus prospects. You know, you got your mutual funds, you could say, and your hot new, yo, jump on this because it's going to the moon or it might fizzle out and, you know, you get nothing. <laughs> so, but yeah, for me, you know, you, you got your goats, which, you know, they're proven commodities. You know, you're going to tend to see that slow growth over time and your hot prospects where they're just that, you know, you hear about this kid that's, you know, coming up and, you know, he's going to be this, he's going to be that. And if you truly believe in this kid and you think that he's going to be the next, whatever, uh, you know, you buy in early and hope that he does become the hall of famer that they're saying he is before he's even stepped onto the field. Yes. It's well, you know, it's an age old debate, you know, proven winners versus the young bucks with unlimited potential. Um, and you know, it's really on blast nowadays in the hobby because everybody's trying to find that next big thing. You know, you have your proven guys, like say in basketball, you know, obviously Jordan and, you know, the goats like that, Steph, Giannis, LeBron, so on and so forth, you know, the magics and the birds. So now you see cats coming into the league, Luca, Trey Young, um, Cade Cunningham, you know, people always trying to jump on that, that bandwagon and say, yeah, man, if I could just get this guy early, get him cheap, hop on him. And if he does become, you know, something NBA champion, you know, hall of famer, you know, I got in on the ground floor and I can make my money that way. Um, now, you know, talking about goats versus prospect, I, I did a, you know, we, we always talk about Jordan obviously being the goat of all goats. So when it comes to basketball, there's nobody better than Jordan. So I did a little bit of research and I was looking to see card prices. How much was Jordan's all time greatest sale? And then I compared it to. Uh, Luka Doncic, where in 2018-19, you know, he was the next big thing. That's when the the hobby started to, you know, explode and, and everybody, it was at the height. So I just did a little comparison. So for Jordan, his 97-98 Upper Deck Game Jersey Warm Patch card, it was, I believe, a PSA 9 on card auto. Now his greatest sale, most expensive, was 2.7 million, which nothing to sneeze at. I can't afford that. I know because <laughs> Tony, maybe you can. You know, you're the Jordan yeah. collector. Yeah. No, okay. Sure? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you don't have that in stash somewhere? Um, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely not. I have, oh. uh, I have some base Jordan. You know, but, yeah, no, no. So yeah, so yeah, you know, nothing to sneeze at. 2.7 million. Not, not everybody in this uh, hobby's rocking, you know, one of those upper decks for that amount of money. So I was like, wow, that, that, that's a lot of money. And let me, let me do a little bit of research here. So Luka Doncic, I mean, you know, rookie at the time. You know, his national treasures came out. I was thinking, you know, can't be that much. Who the hell would spend all this money on a guy that hasn't won anything, really hasn't proven anything? Well, his 2018-19 rookie card, Logo Man, Auto 101. Those who don't know what Logo Man is, it's the logo. You know, the Jerry West logo that they have on all the jerseys. They, they cut it out and they put it into a card. It's a 101, so there's no other ones like that. And uh, it went up and it sold for a nice $4.6 million. So two, almost $2 million more than Michael Jordan, the goat of all goats, the greatest of all time. And Luca, great player. <laughs> I, love, I love me some Luca. Don't get me wrong, but $4.6 million worth? Ah, I, don't, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Tony? Yeah, and that's it. So it almost contradicts what we said earlier, where, where, yeah, you want to jump into a prospect early on and hope to get in on the ground floor and get it in cheap. A lot of times it's the exact opposite. You're jumping in on the ground floor and this and the prices are insane. A four yeah. million dollar Luca. 
guy hasn't done jack. Like, hey, it looks cool. He does a nice step back, little all-star appearances, da da da, this and that. But you know, he's typically a four, five, six seed. So yeah. how 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 can you justify those prices when the guy hasn't done anything? And then you look at you said the goat of all goats, and and it's going for twice as much. So it's it's a it's a weird, it's just a weird thing where it, it's you have these prospects and their prices are insane because all these, I, I mean, all, with those prices, where you you're baking in at least two or three MVPs, two or three titles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, it's fair to say that Luca will never have the accolades that Jordan accumulated right or wrong. I would think so. Yeah. So now, you spent two million more than whatever Jordan's highest selling rookie. You're not even rookie card, just card. It's two million more. Now, do you think, in your expert opinion, Tony? Because I know you're an expert on this. Right. Do you ever think, even though we don't operate in this high end market like these cats, millions and millions of dollars, um, you know, in our wet dreams, but when you have money like that to be able to throw around, do you think? <laughs> Even if he wins one championship and one MVP, are are you able to are you going to be able to sell that card and make a profit? Pro probably not. I don't know who. I don't know. I guess it's it's a different it's a different uh, part of the hobby, but 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 the concept remains the same. Whether it's a four million dollar card or a four dollar card, I I don't know, man. I mean, I guess. I guess if he wins that title and gets the MVP, then if you if the price was four million without all that, then I guess you know now you're valuing it at, at eight. Mm -hmm. Now what you value it at and what somebody pays are two different things. So I'm not I, I'm not sure I'm not sure who's buying that. Um, eight million on a Luca? Well, they paid four, so why not eight? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm a, if I'm a multi. <laughs> Uh, uh, if I'm a billionaire or a multi multi millionaire and I'm looking to invest eight million dollars, I'm not gonna put it in a Luca. Somebody put in four, yeah, the height of the market. Homo, uh, yeah, well, I mean, which we'll talk about later, like you know, it had to be because everything's gonna keep going up, right? Right, right, yeah, it's things will never go down, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's just it's something that I can't wrap my head around it because again, the guy hasn't done anything in my book other than you know look cool and make a couple All Star games. And I, I don't know. And even like um, what I've noticed, just switching gears a little bit in the baseball market, like mm -hmm. right now you got Wander Franco. Oh yeah, the goat of all goats. Wander Franco. Franco, dude. I heard <laughs> that he's you know. God on the diamond, bro. Like he can do no wrong. Wander Franco Dude, walks on water to, <laughs> yeah. to, to the stadium. So um, he, he doesn't have to even do that. I don't think he should even play, bro. Just like just let's just get his cards and collect them because you know it doesn't matter. We're gonna be paying hundreds and thousands of dollars for this dude's card, and he hasn't done shit. Sorry for <laughs> the thing, but I it really like it boggles my mind how much money people are spending on this dude's card. Like, I get it. But I don't get it. Like, we need to, like, take a step back. You know how, you know, let's just say in the NBA or in the NFL, when rookies come in, they have the rookie contracts and there's caps on how much they can get paid. Right. I really do believe, like, in the hobby, there's got to be a cap on how much we should pay for a rookie as opposed. And then there should be the Hall of Famer uh, GOAT contracts or or payments that you know there should be minimums like on a jordan and minimums on you know because this sometimes it, it's so crazy it's so upside down and it's just it's mind-boggling to know that people would spend so much money on dudes that haven't done anything like this dude could go out and you know run into the wall and break his collarbone or you know something stupid tear an acl doing some dumb stuff and he's out He's out, and you just spent, I don't know, 180000 198000 on a 2019 Red Refractor out of three out of five PSA 10 Bowman, you know, auto. Whoop-de-doo, you know, cool. Like, but people, 
Calmate. Calm down. <laughs> Let's calm down in Spanish. Relax. It's and and the thing is, he plays a sport where you're expected to fail. Yeah. <laughs> you're expected to fail in baseball. If you go three for ten, you're a Hall of yeah. Famer. Yeah, go three for ten everywhere else, you'll be fired. You know. Yeah. So, um, you'll be Ben Simmons from the free throw line. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just it it it's weird. Um, it's one of those hobby things, and that's funny. I I like the tier. You know, you're gonna have to come up with uh, some kind of tier pricing. That, that, and, dude, it only makes sense. I I mean, you got a rookie comes into the league, hasn't stepped on the quarter, hasn't stepped onto the you know the the diamond or or, or been you know, you know, a quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, talk about Jesus. You know what I mean? He he could do no wrong in college. He could do no wrong his whole life. How many wins? I mean, losses did he have his whole entire life? Yeah, I don't think any for a while there. Yeah. Like through high school, through college, like dude never lost. He was always the man. And he didn't, you know, he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't really that good. You know, and, and good enough to justify the prices that were being paid before he actually ever played a game. Right. So if you think about what someone paid for, and that's another thing, uh, which, which is the rookie card? Is it the national treasures out of 99? Is it that typically seems to be the quote unquote true rookie? Yeah. Now, nowadays, I believe that's when it comes to basketball, at least that, that tends to be your national treasures where in football, I believe it's the, uh, was it the contenders? Typically, but that's what's to stop some another movement from saying no, it's this one, no, it's that one. Well, there's I know there's a b- debate with uh, Wander Franco, you know, because Beckett, you know, they they kind of like classify who what which is their true rookie card as opposed to just a prospect card, and don't don't even get me into this whole baseball. Uh, oh, this is a prospecting set, you know, but it's not technically his rookie card, but we're going to prospect and we're going to pay thousands for this prospect just because he's coming up and we believe he has potential. And then next thing you know, oh, he's in, you know, series two of this particular set. So this is actually his rookie card. So those other prospects, eh, I don't know about that. Now, this is his rookie card. He has a uniform on here. And I'm just like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we, what are we doing? These cats haven't done anything. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, and stick it- to Stick to the Mickey Mantles and Babe Ruth and, you know, these cats like talking about goat versus prospects. And you're talking about a dude that hasn't stepped on a diamond to do a goddamn thing. And <laughs> so frustrated to me. I, I like and yeah. listen, I like baseball. But baseball is falling off, dude. It's no longer what it used to be. No. I mean, am, am I wrong in that? No. And, and it's just, well, society has changed, too. It's it's. um now quick fast highlights uh you know how many kids kids when i say kids you know let's just say between 12 and 25 are sitting and watching an entire baseball game nobody nobody very few and far between because you got add now everybody got add nowadays there's no way you're sitting through a you know eight innings god forbid it goes into extra innings like nobody's doing that you know and you go when you go to a game you know, when you're young, you're going there to have fun. You're going there to drink some beer. You're going in there to see the chicks. You know, you're going there to see hopefully a couple long balls and catch something or, you know, it's just the experience. But I'm sorry. You know, it's like baseball is not what it is. You know, this hobby is was, you know, it grew out of baseball. That's that's the uh, the center. That's, you know, where everything came from was the, the hobby, you know, with. Babe Ruth and, you know, the Mickey Mantle and, you know, Roberto Clemente's obviously a lot of the older collectors, that's what they did. They built sets and it was mostly baseball. And then, you know, it was followed by some basketball and followed by some hockey and, you know, football, but baseball is and always will be the beginning of the hobby. And that was the most thing, you know, most, most important uh, sport. But now I believe people are, are reaching trying to keep that you know that that thing alive and i'm i don't know to me it's i'm it's not dead but i don't see how you could uh this whole prospect in in in, you know bowman chrome bowman auto chromes and oh yeah tops this and 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 yeah i just wait wait it's just really 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 confusing to me and i i need corky to help me (laughs) 
I can't deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's something. Room. Yeah, well, maybe that's something that gets streamlined when Fanatics takes over. You know, instead of having ten different lines of baseball, where you have your, like you said, prospecting and series one, series two, series three, maybe maybe it gets streamlined a little better so that newer collectors can understand which cards are which, because that's it. Like you said, okay, a newer collector who does is not at season buys those prospect cards and they think that they're sitting on something. But no, now, no, 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 it's not that one. It's the other one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and depending on who's selling, who's buying, you know, it's always what I have. What I'm selling is the one, you know. So if you're not doing your research and, and trying to, you know, and know what you're getting into, you know, you're going to go ahead and buy that orange refractor out of 99 because yeah the dude said that this is the one it does match his uniform yeah why not you know oh wait that's his jersey number of course (laughs) (laughs) yeah well so touching on that let's talk about that you know not doing enough research Mm. not doing your due diligence not doing your homework and jumping in blind and just buying you know yeah, yeah, jumping in a hobby without doing your homework, bro. That's like jumping out of a plane without a parachute. Like, it's not going to end well. Trust me. You know, like, it just, you know, there's not a lot of fans, or let, let me rephrase that. If you haven't heard of Gary V, all right, he's a very controversial figure in the hobby. Now, I believe. A ton of what happened in this hobby, a big explosion, was because of the influence of Gary Vee. A lot of the people that you hear on podcasts nowadays doing their thing, <clears throat> you know, it stems from the the tree of Gary Vee. He's a very influential person. And, I, you know, personally, I love Gary Vee. You know, everybody has their negatives. But to me, he's such a positive dude, you know, whether or not you believe in what he's selling or buying or whatever it is. His positivity far outweighs anything that anybody else is throwing out there online. Like when I listen just to a little clip of whatever he's talking about, whether it's, you know, cards or NFTs or, you know, garage sales, whatever it is, whatever he's talking about, whatever he's selling at the moment or whatever he's interested, just the way he talks, just the way he's coming across and the positivity he's bringing, it makes me want to run through a wall and, you know, honestly, it's, it's just he has that magnetism. Now, Gary, he um, basically said, you know, like when I when I first got into it, I, I stumbled upon him, never heard of Gary V before. But, I, you know, he, he got into a cars for a specific amount of time. And that's when I kind of started. And he was just talking about research like, dude, you got to do your research. You, you know, you don't buy a damn card until, you know, you've done so many. I forget how many hours he said, but it was like you got to do at least 52 hours or something crazy of research in the hobby before you go purchasing a card. You know, a lot of people hate on him. Like, Oh, he's just pumping and dumping, meaning he has these cards and he's just saying, Hey, I like this guy. And then he's selling them, which that's BS. You know, Gary's a multimillionaire besides the cards. He doesn't have to, you know, sell a couple Giannis's or, you know, LeBron James to, to, to make his, his living. Trust me. He got a lot of other things going on. So let, let's knock it off with that nonsense. But if you really listen to Gary, everything comes back to do your research, invest in the goats. And he said it many times and he's never wavered from that. Now, does he do his prospecting? And, and, you know, of course, everybody does. You know, I believe in this guy. I believe in that guy. But it wasn't like, hey, I believe in Bo Bo. You know, no, he was like, yo, Giannis, LeBron, Steph, you know, like, okay, uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, those are right. guys that you know are going to do their thing. And everybody hates, you know, there's a lot of haters out there. And it's like, yo, y'all need to do your research and stop hating so much and, and really look at what the dude's trying to talk about. But again, it goes back to where he, more than anything, before you buy a card, if you're coming brand new into this hobby, do your research, do your homework. You know, this goes back to this isn't a get rich quick scheme. You get your cards, you know, you buy a bunch of cards cheap, you get them graded, you flip them. Now you're you're a millionaire. It doesn't it's not it's not like that, people. 
You got to come in. You got to research. You got to, especially now, everybody's become hip to the game. All right. So you're not going to be able to, you know, pull the wool over most people's eyes every now and then. But for the most part, you got to step your game up. And the only way you could do that is by knowing exactly what you're doing. So what are your thoughts on that? I couldn't. Yeah, I, I agree. And there, there's another aspect too that technology has made it easier for you to do your homework. There's mm-hmm. apps that tell you what cards have sold for, what cards are, what they're high, what their low was and things of that nature. So if you don't necessarily want to sit down and and go through the internet and, and page, you know, go through pages upon pages of, of homework, there are shortcuts to it as well. So you know, you almost there's almost no excuse for not having at least some preparation before buying a card. Like, you know, it's if other than if I mean you, you really you just decided today's the day I'm gonna buy a card and you just walked into a, a card shop and the first one you see you picked out. Okay, but that you there are opportunities out there for you to do some background work before. Because, yeah. you know, there's 38 versions of one card. Which mm-hmm. one is the rookie card? Yeah. So all that stuff, if you don't take a few minutes out of your day to let me check into this first. So you wouldn't buy a car. Like you don't just go on a car lot and just be like, oh, I'll just take the red one. Or yeah. most people don't. Maybe, you know, depends what the car yeah, is. Yeah. where you know, but. Or you don't buy a house without an inspection. And if you do, you're not too smart, you know. Yeah, but it's it's required pretty much, you know, and that's that's just what it is. It's, it's and the hobby can be the wild, wild west. And trust me, back in the day, <laughs> it was the wild, wild west. You know, when Corky was a young lad. Yeah, that's that's what was going on. And it was every man for himself and people were taking advantage of each other. And there was, you know, all you had was even, you know, thank God Beckett came out with a price guy because before that it was just whoo. Yeah. You, you either knew or you didn't know, you know, and. <laughs> so dudes was out it was you know the 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 waters were filled with sharks and they they smelled blood all over the place and they would just take advantage and i remember when i was younger it was almost like you know okay you you bought these cards you know you'd get them at the local store or whatever bring them home you know you bang 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 open them up got a couple jordans got the holograms oh okay you know this is worth some money according to beckett this is worth this let me go to the, uh, you know, the hobby dealer, go to his shop, local hobby shop, LCS, and, and, and see what I can get, how much he'll give it to me. And then you'd go there and be like, yo, here's my collection. How much you give it to me? And then, of course, that hobby guy that knows everything about everything because <clears throat> he owns a store, he'd be like, all of a sudden, what you, in your mind, you thought you had 100 bucks, he talks you down to like, I'll give you 25 for it. Look, because of this. This, 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 and it's like, whoa, wait, whoa, what are you talking about? You know, according to this, it's worth, nah, dude, you know, I can't, you know, right. all the, all the excuses that come along with it. Right. And it kind of like back in the day almost turned you off to, to hobby collecting because he was like, well, what, what is this worth? You know, unless you got like the, you know, whatever the big card at that moment in time, you were pretty much just collecting to collect and hoping many, many, many years from now that you would have something, which again, it turned out because it was the 90s. It was mostly junk, or like I call it, we call it nostalgia wax, because it brings you back to, you know, your early childhood, not so much junk. But, you know, that that's just the the whole thing when it comes to that, not doing enough research. And you just got to do all the things necessary to succeed. You know, you want to come into this hobby and you want to be successful. You know, any you know, especially if you're putting in the cards today, their prices, they warrant a lot of money. You're going to, you know, every now and then you're going to be able to to hit, you know, big on a card every now and then. But still, there's no, there's no guarantees. And you might you might get lucky and you might open that box and get the Wander Franco 101 Super Fractor. You know, good job. Excellent. Awesome for you, dude. I mean, shh. But how, how many people are doing that? How many people are getting a one-on-one? Right. Yeah, it's not much, you know? So. Danger. <laughs> but it is. Uh, Ace, and um, switching gears a little bit, we talk about building your hobby network. 
getting those hobby friends Mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons, you know, maybe for bouncing ideas back and forth or just getting deals on cards and say, Hey, look, I have this card, you know, what do you have? And let's, you know, do this, this and that. But in that same circle, you might get find the wrong group of friends and or who you think are your friends. And that's something to be, you know, aware of because you might run into, like I said, your quote unquote friends. And the next thing you know, they're just unloading all of their junk on you. Yeah. And it takes a while you didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're coming into it. So you're, you're putting your trust into these people that have been in the hobby for a while. And, you know, you come in thinking everything's fine and dandy. There's, you couldn't possibly be scammed by these people. And everybody talks about get your wolf pack, you know, get people that you can trust. Well, sometimes this wolf pack, they're actually wolves in sheep's clothing, if you know what I mean. So they're posing as your boys. And like you said, they're looking to take advantage of the people that have no idea. And they'll take all their, you know, cards that they know don't have value and talk them up to you and you not knowing. Because if you didn't do your homework, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Now you're buying all this, this merchandise, these cards that don't have any value and now you gave him all your money and he's going out there and investing into the cars that he knows because he did his homework that are going to be valuable you know so you, again you, you you gotta if you are going to come in and then let somebody else tell you how to operate or <clears throat> you know what to do how to do it without you doing any anything it's it it, it doesn't work that way you're going to get taken advantage of. You have to have some type of baseline where you know, okay, um, I may be, you know, I may be young in this hobby, but I'm not stupid. I'm not going to let you take advantage of me. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, putting your foot down or saying, no, that's not for me, you know, especially when you're trying to get into a group. So you're trying to figure out, you know, oh, you know, these guys are very popular. They know what they're doing. If I can go ahead and get in that network, I'm good. You know, I'll be able to, to, you know, to figure it out. And then it just, you know, you, you figure you could trust them and, and it doesn't work that way because they're just looking. Sometimes not everybody's a nice guy. You know, not everything that they have on IG is the truth. You know, we can't all have, you know, tens. Not everything you have is the, is the best of the best. A lot of these guys, they have these uh, these collections, unbelievable collections because they got in it before everything popped off so that card that's now worth two hundred thousand was only worth you know fifteen thousand which is still a lot of money right but if you get in early and you were able to work it you know you you made a hell of a come up so then we're thinking oh wow man this guy this dude is the man and yeah he's the man but doesn't mean he's not going to take advantage of you yeah and and another branch of that too, when you see that type of stuff, like you said on IG, you see the collections, you get that keeping up with the Joneses mm. feeling. And like, yo, dude, that guy got it, man. I have to have it. And you can overextend yourself trying to keep up with what you see online. And like you said, you don't know that those people who posted said card, they could have got that card twenty years ago. And it's just, you know, it is what it is worth what it is today because of the recent boom in the hobby and things of that nature. But if you're looking and you're seeing this 10, that 10, whatever, this, that, or the other, and you're trying to, now you're trying to keep up with those guys, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to, to sustain that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not rich. So you, you know, perfect example. Um, when I got in and I talked about it, I wanted to collect Jordan. Obviously, couldn't afford Jordan. Jordan was way out of my my league. You know, I could get a couple of the, you know, the hoops, <laughs> 90s cards that just for nostalgia, like, oh, I, I remember these cards. I'll get them in a 10. They're cool. You know, 400 bucks a piece, 500 bucks a piece. Still a lot of money, but it's not like a, you know, 500,000 Jambalaya card that I really want or, right. you know, you know, a Noise Boys that we were just talking about. Um, so I decided, you know, AI was that time frame, my favorite player, a lot less expensive. I like that. Let me go with AI, you know, that'll be my PC. 
So once I decided that, I said, okay, well, which ones am I going to collect? So I was doing my homework. So I go on IG and I, you know, put in AI, see who collects Allen Iverson, if anybody, because in my mind, I was like, I got to be the only one that's thinking about this. Who the hell else wants to collect Allen Iverson? You know, so I'm getting in on the ground floor. Right. So then I look on IG and brrr, there's like a million AI collectors. And I'm like, Whoopsie. Oh, I guess I'm not the only one with that thought process. Okay. So I said, well, let me see who, you know, has a really nice collection. And I come across the Philly card collector on IG. Now, if anybody has time out of their busy schedule to check out my man, Philly card collector, it's Philly underscore card underscore collector. He is an AI slash Kobe slash Sixer uh, collector. And when I say this dude has every card imaginable in the highest grade imaginable dude it's unreal i i literally i was drooling on my phone watching just scrolling down scrolling down scrolling i'm like what the this it was it was insane dude and i said oh this is my guy yep this is the dude i'm gonna go ahead and keeping up with the joneses if mm -hmm. i can get this collection I know, you know what I mean? Like, I know I've made it. So little by little, I'm looking at his card. Bang. Okay, I want to get that one. Check. Got that one. All right. Boom, boom. Checking it off. Checking it off. Checking it off. And meanwhile, my checkbook is like, yo, yo, homie. I'm down. Right. And then my wife is like, yo, homie. <laughs> what are you doing? Huh? They, they gave it to me. I don't right, know what you're Right, 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 right. There's uh, what, yo, homie, uh, what's with all the packages showing up every other day? <laughs> yeah, getting back to sneaking into the crib with my, yeah, it, it was like some James, not James Bond, um, what's the dude, Tom Cruise in the uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Trying to sneak those cards into my crib without getting caught, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, for for a minute there, that keeping up with the Joneses, that 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 put a, a hurting on my pocket. Um, cause it was, it was, it was a combination keeping up with the Joneses, seeing cart, you know, Philly car collectors collection, and then also FOMO because when I got in the fear of missing out, I'm thinking I got to get this stuff right now because this hobby is exploding and there's no way this stuff, if I don't get it now at this price, I'm never going to be able to get it because these cars are just going to keep going up and up and up and up. And there's no way it's going to go back down. So it's a deadly combination of trying to keep up with the Joneses and then FOMO. Tony, you want to get into the FOMO? Yeah, that the FOMO FOMO is real, especially when you're new, because um, like you like you said, with if you pull up Philly card collector and you're just, you know, OK, that now becomes your virtual checklist mm -hmm. and you're like, OK, I got to get this card. And what happens is you say uh, said card. I want that one. And now you go on eBay and it's an auction and it's hot and heavy and things of that nature. And usually as a new person, you get blinded by the fact that, yes, I have to get that. I have to have this card. And what then happens is you maybe missed out on a value buy of another card or cards, plural, because say whatever you were going to pay overpay for the card you really want because you're you know you're hyped up and and it's you know, this is going to be mine and, and i don't care what it costs until then you pay for it and you're like oh my god i can't believe i paid that for this like you know that that instant regret it's like bang right away you're like oh, dude yeah you know oh i i, I won well wait i have to pay for this now <laughs> and you look around and it's you and your buddy fomo on your shoulder so yeah. You know, that when once that if you can control that, because, you know, it's real, bro, like that, that is um something that just overtakes. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, FOMO is the most powerful, you know, drug in the hobby. dude. Like it's many a collector has fallen prey to that beast, including myself, including you. Yep. Now, everybody, everybody, especially a year ago, uh, dude, a year ago, you couldn't go wrong. Everybody was hot. Everybody, you know, 
the Tyler Heroes, the Bull Bowls. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't matter who you were collecting. Any rookie was hot. You know, the Obi Toppins, you know, slam dunk champion, Obi Toppin. Ew. How could you go wrong with that? <laughs> and it was just like everybody, it didn't matter what you bought. You could buy it at a price and you could sell it for more. And if you couldn't make money in the hobby last year, then you didn't need to be in the damn hobby. But now everybody's hip to that game. and It's, it's not the way it is, but still FOMO is still lurking around every corner and you have to resist that temptation. You know, now there is, it's, it's funny because with AI, it's not like a, a, a Luca or a Trey or, you know, Zion, you know, dudes where there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of these cards. There's a thousands of cards out there, but as far as the graded ones, it, you know, there's few and far between. So depending on the rarity of the nineties insert, there only may be, three or four graded and maybe only two tens and you're damn sure you know philly card collector got one of them so now it's like you just seen the other 10 pop up is this my only chance to get this so now it's kind of like is it fomo or is i may never see this card again and i know philly card collector's not selling his stuff so if I want to keep up with the Joneses, I have to pay whatever I got to pay to get this, to get this in my collection. And I'll be the only one in the universe besides Philly card collector to have this card. And I'll feel so great about it. Once I get it, my pocketbook, no, not so much, but me, I'll feel good. Right. <laughs> Until my wife sees the bank account. <laughs> and with the, with the FOMO too, it it's um whether you're a, millionaire or you're a guy who you know makes let's just say a couple hundred dollars a year in the bidding process we're all equal Mm -hmm. i could put Mm -hmm. whatever number i want in that box yeah and you might like you get hyped up and you're caught in the end and the you know it's five four three and you're you're just putting in whatever crazy number (laughs) and and, sniper (laughs) and then yeah you got snipers coming in and this and that and the other and it's just dangerous you know so it's something to be something to be aware of and and typically that like from like i can speak for me like i don't even sweat that anymore it's like it's the card is the card i put in my max bid and if i get it i get it if i don't i don't i just i'm i'm there right now in the hobby cuz it's just right. like it's nothing you're not going to overpay for that card especially if it's readily available correct you know and you know that the card market goes up and down so today it might be 500 tomorrow might be three or a year from now might be 1500 you never know but you know there's plenty out there if you just take the time do your homework and know okay this is it this is what i'm paying for it eventually i might not even win it in an auction or to buy it now but i can go to a show and oh there's that card now I might not even have to pay for it. I got three cars that I really don't want. And I said, yeah, I'll give you to the, I'll give you these in a trade and you might basically get it for free. Not that, you know, you paid for those other three cars, but you may not have invested as much. So now you got the card that you wanted by trading cards that you didn't want. And that's exactly where I'm at. That is exactly where I'm at. I, for instance, the, uh, the Clemente rookie or Clemente second year card mm-hmm. a year ago, I probably would have been on eBay hot and heavy just because I want that card and I'm getting it and I don't care, whatever. And once I realized that those cards are readily available, which means that they're probably, if I go to a card show, chances are at least one vendor is going to have one of those cards. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I have other stuff that I've bought that maybe I might not be as attached to, and maybe I can work a trade or just buy the card and it'll be maybe a little cheaper than eBay. I won't have to pay the fees. The yep. seller doesn't have to pay the fees, a lot of things like that. And that's where I'm at. I'm like, I, I haven't jumped on an auction in quite some time now because I just, I'll just, I'll wait it out and I'll go to a show. Dude, right now I'm making a killing, balling on a budget because, you know, wifey knows what I'm doing now. So wifey got her antenna up watching every move that I'm doing. And I'm like, I'm not buying cards, babe. I'm just, trust me, I'm just doing the show. You know, me and Tony, we're just, you know, we're going to the to the show ourselves as dealers. I'm not buying, okay? Come on. Meanwhile, in the back of my, <laughs> on my things, I'm like. Yeah, you have slabs falling out of your pockets. You know, it's, 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 here's my save search. 
AI PSA 10. That's my save search. So anything that's popping up PSA 10, I'm not getting them all. But if they're for less than 100 bucks, guess who's sweeping in? Dude, you know, like I said, the to get PSA graded cards right now, minimum, you know, if you get lucky with the, uh, you know, the new $50 one. So it's a minimum of 50 bucks to get a card graded if you're lucky. Now, if you're even more lucky, you might get a 10, right? So the chances of that happening are few and far between. So now if I can find a PSA 10 graded card that people had sent out a year ago when everything was hot and heavy, that now they wouldn't dare send it out because they're afraid, you know, deathly afraid to get, you know, be in the red because they're going to already pay 50 bucks. There's no guarantee it's going to be, you know, a 10. You know, they were grading these cards for 25 bucks a piece back, you know, a year ago, year and a half ago. So now I'm buying a card for 75 bucks. That's a win-win for me. It's a G, you know, Gem Mint 10. It's a card I don't have to worry about being graded and it's an AI. So I'm not spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. But again, not everybody is watching these auctions anymore. You know, things have cooled down. So I can get these deals where last year that same card would have went for $550. i am getting for $75 right now. That's, just, that's, that's the eyes all day now, balling on a budget. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, you know, say that card went for $550 last year, you're at $70. So it does have some room to grow because, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. maybe $70 is the floor and maybe maybe it's a two or three hundred dollar card exactly so exactly. something something to be aware of but um mm -hmm. now let's talk about one of the the more fun quote-unquote pitfalls of the hobby and that's buying into breaks Ooh. because when you buy into a break there's bells there's whistles and for those of you who don't know what a break is, that is when you as a collector or investor or whatever you want to call it, um, you buy a spot in what people call breaks where they open up a box or a pack, whatever it is, and you pay X amount of dollars. And it's basically a lottery ticket. So you buy into a box, somebody opens it up. For example, you know, they open up the box and they're going through the cards. And if he's a almost a carnival barker or snake oil salesman and he opens up a card and it's um okay let's use our buddy bowl bowl you you buy into a break today and a guy's going oh bowl bowl and he's hyping up this card and you it's like woo! i got look at this card and he's you know showing it into the camera and and you're on the other end because you paid 50 dollars for a pack of cards that you know, when all the cards are combined, you probably have 50 cents <laughs> and you're hyped because the guy's hyping up this bowl bowl thing. And when you come to realize later, when you get it in the mail, you look it up and whatever, and it's not worth the damn. It's and not worth the damn. And, and now it's raw. So now in order for, for you to get any type of money on it, you got to get it graded, right? So now you spent 50 bucks on the break and then you spent you know, let's just say a hundred bucks if you wanted to get it graded, because to get into the 50, you need to have that subscription, which you need to pay another $90 for. And you got to hope that you get in, in the queue that you're allowed to, you know, send in at least five cards. So it's, it's a whole man, listen, buying into breaks. I'm not against it. I've personally never done it. I know you've done it, Tony, you were into hot and heavy for a little bit. And I was, you know, you almost got me into it. I was like, I got to jump into, <laughs> I got to jump into these breaks. I never did it. You know, I stuck to the auctions and the buy it nows and things like that. But it, it's, it's, it's just gambling, you know? And if you, if you've had that bug before the gambling bug, it, it's, it's the same thing. You know, it's very similar. It's very addicting. You know, you have the chance to like, for example, it's like you have the chance to win the mega millions and to hit that Luca one-on-one logo man, where you, you know, more than likely, you're just getting that $5 scratch off, you know, and winning that five bucks and then hoping to reinvest that and get some more. So buying into breaks, it's it's a catch 22. And you got to be very careful. Um, you know, there, there's strategy behind it. I'm not, you know, too privy to that strategy. So, you know, that's more Tony Tones yeah. wheelhouse. But um like I said, I, I don't see myself. Well, I lie. We did. We do have some upcoming breaks, hopefully in the near future. 
that both you and I have invested in. And we'll talk about that. You know, that we'll keep that one on the on the low. That's that that's for the uh you know super secret, you know. <laughs> that's for the uh after dark episodes. Yeah. But uh no, no, actually, yeah, yeah. I actually I forgot that we bought uh that's that those uh spots and yeah, and we'll talk about that later, but it's it's um we'll talk about why we bought those spots, you know, but we'll talk about that at another date, but that the gambling aspect of it though, it's, it's, you know, it's, like you said, it's addicting or somebody and, and you could think, Oh, it's only 20 bucks. Oh, it's only 10 bucks, but you do that five, six, seven times a day, seven Mm -hmm. days a week. Well, you're in there. You're, you're like, okay, you want to do another one tone? I think I think you're right there. You know what I mean? You just need the next one. I think the hits in that one. You know, how many packs have we opened up? Oh, we got like, all right, so there's three packs in this box, and then we still haven't hit the auto. Tony, what's up? Right, right. And that and that's another thing too, is who you buy into breaks with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, there are pitfalls of that. There's been stories of guys who, you know, are cooking the boxes or pulling or switching all kinds of stuff. The camera moves and all of a sudden, you know, with a little sleight of hand that Luca turns into uh, Mike Jaminski, you know, <laughs> and, and, and other than Oz, you know, nobody is collecting Mike Jaminski. So. <laughs> Yo, don't be, don't be my, uh, my secret PC, bro. Child. Yeah. So, um, but no, these cats, they even know to the, you know, how much uh, a box would, would weigh with a, say a kaboom insert in it. So they're able to take these boxes and weigh them at the damn store, you know, and get all the kaboom boxes, take out the kaboom and then, break the rest they know they got the case hit so everybody's chasing that kaboom and you know the only kaboom that you're getting is in your wallet yeah yeah and there's no one to like you said if somebody's really up to shenanigans with you know weighing all those boxes and you know so they you know make a case and nobody's there to check which boxes came from what like you can only see what the what the camera is being pointed at Mm -hmm. so and if you're not watching like yeah, what are you gonna watch their breaks twenty four seven and then keep a, yeah. an inventory count over here and say, wait a minute, they went through ten boxes and there wasn't a kaboom. Yeah, there was. You 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 just missed it. We pulled it last night at you know two in the morning or whatever. Oh, okay, I trust you. Right. So come back on Tuesday, bring your money, and we'll do it all over again. <laughs> bang bang skeet skeet. <laughs> she. Yeah. So you know, you know, it's it's entertaining. You know, what I mean, I. I Listen, I haven't bought into any, but I've watched many a break, you know, and, and there's dudes that are legit and they run their business the right way. And, you know, they're very fair to their customers and it's on the up and up. And then you could see some of the hottest cards in the market being pulled. And when that, that card gets pulled and they do their little, you know, their little skit and, you know, and, they, and everything, they're going crazy. You know, not, not, not those dudes with the, without the shirts and all that nonsense. That's just no. completely absurd. Um, but there's dudes out there that there it's it's tasteful breaking, but that excitement that they have, you know, there's nothing wrong. You know, a lot of people, again, getting back to the hating in the hobby, a lot of people is like, oh, you shouldn't get excited like that when you pull a 101, you know, Wanda Franco super fractor. You know, it should be the same as pulling as a, a you know, a Mike Jaminski. No, no. You know what I mean? Like if you're at home and you put two thousand dollars into you know a national treasures and you open it up and you pull you know a crazy lebron card or or you know say a, you know a trey young or a luca whoever the, the hottest name at the moment you're, you're gonna tell me you're just gonna be like oh that's nice you know put it in the sleeve and not say nothing you're just gonna go about about your business no you're gonna be jumping up and down you're gonna be cheering because you know that's like winning the lottery dude you just won you know potentially 50 to five hundred thousand dollars get out of here with that nonsense there's nothing wrong with celebrating a nice hit in a break now can it go overboard yes but don't give me that you know act like you've been there before because ain't none of us been there before (laughs) the ones that are hating are the ones that never get it so then they just hate yeah well that'll probably be me though because i think my like i said other than the, the break that we'll talk about later on um you know that probably i'm not too interested in jumping in, uh, in into that because there's just more often than not you're, you're going to take an L. Yeah. So yeah, the, the chance of chances of you hitting big on one are very slim to none. Yes, sir. Especially yeah. the ones that we're getting into. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But that's okay. That is okay yeah. because I think 
the one we're getting into, there's plenty of opportunities, but we'll save that for another day. Now, I believe we can end this on the root of all hobby evil. And the root of all hobby evil to me, Tony, is greed. And greed is only good in the movies, in Hollywood. Greed in the hobby, it's not very good, Tony. It causes people to do things they normally wouldn't do. Especially if this isn't your side hustle, if this isn't just, you know, your collection, if this is what you do for a living, cards, selling cards, you get desperate at times and you will do things that could get you thrown into jail. Greed, greed is greed is a nasty thing, bro. Like, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man. When dudes start taking shortcuts and, and what do we mean by that? Like you said, the brakes, weighing boxes, doing things of that nature, um, moving the camera, switching cards. Um, and that's just on the brake thing. Um, you can extend it all the way into just straight up ripping people off. Uh, I'll, I'll go on IG and I'm going to put a whole bunch of cards up for sale. And the only way of payment I'm going to take is uh, friends and family through PayPal, mm -hmm. say for example. And that's something we should probably talk about as well. Um, in PayPal, if I send you money through friends and family, there's no protection for me as the buyer that I'm going to A, get the card or B, get my money back if I, you know, you don't send me the card. So it all kind of goes back to previous topics where we talked about those wolves in sheep's clothing, mm -hmm. where your buddy says, hey, Oz, I got this card here. You know what? Give me, I say, yo, for you, you know what? Uh, let's give me 500 bucks and, you know, we'll, we'll be good. You know, just send it over friends and family through PayPal. So there are no fees and, um, you know, we'll be good. Send me the money. I'll send you the card on Monday. Well, Oz well, sends the money. Card never shows up. Um, now, what are you going to do? Cry to card porn? Okay, well, you know, you cry <laughs> to card porn and they, they put it up on, on the thing and, and the hobby shames, you know, said guy. And, but there's no, you know, he, he's like, no, no I, I, yeah, there's no repercussions at all. So uh, I have a little heartfelt apology and keep moving. Yeah. So, yeah, you could do that and whatever. So, um, just, Dude, it, and money it, talks it happens yeah and it even happens to the uh <laughs> the most uh influential of us so mr paul with the whole pokemon sealed you know what was that only only one of five maybe in the world yeah something like that supposedly and it was all gi joe you know somebody was able to dupe everyone you know so that that initial person that thought it would be a great idea to fill up a pokemon box full of gi joe cards and to put it up on eBay and somebody bit and they bought it for 80,000 and that person that bought it for 80,000 then flipped it, you know, to somebody else. And then to somebody got to, to Paul and he paid, what was it again? Uh, some astronomical figure. Was yeah, it? Oh, Three million or something yeah, like it that. Was in the yeah, millions. Something. Whatever it was, the fact is he fell victim, you know, to greed because that original person thought it was, it was, uh, it was cool to put on a, a fake Pokemon box and they made their money. And then that next person might've been in cahoots too. Who knows? But regardless of the fact, <clears throat> again, if, 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 even if you do your due diligence in this hobby, there's people out there that are snakes, man. And they can figure out a way to make more money period. And you just have to be careful. And sometimes you're going to get beat and it just happens. I know myself, um, I don't know if you want to call it greed or not, but when I first got into it, I'm looking for Jordan cards because that's what I wanted to collect. And I came across some dude's uh, stuff on, on eBay, and it was a Raw Jambalaya card, Jordan, and a couple other cards, um, <clears throat> the, the 3D lenticular cards like the the thrill seekers and i believe another one that they were all raw and 
the bid it was bidding it was already up to 600 bucks so people were bidding on it and uh, you know i knew that jambalaya cards that's you know i didn't know much in the hobby but i knew that jambalaya cards jordan i heard about it and i seen people were flossing and, and showing their jambalaya cards on ig i was like you know i gotta get this one this one's the cheapest one i don't care if it's raw if i could just get one you know even if it grades a one i'll go ahead snag that i, I got a jordan jambalaya so I buy this card, you know, I do the auction, end up paying close to 800 bucks for these three cards. I get them in and I realize, wait a minute, these aren't real. These are all fake. He made these cards. I was like, what the heck? So I didn't know at the time, but he put on their ACEO custom. And I was like, wait, AC, what, what is that? Wait, so, oh, oh, this guy, he's a, he's an art guy. He, he, he makes these cards, even though they look exactly like the one, you know, a real one, they're all fake. And I didn't realize that because I didn't do my homework. I just jumped into Jambalaya, Jordan, bang, cheap, cheap, you know, relatively cheap. Right. $800 is not cheap. If I told my wife I spent $800 on three fake cards, she would not be happy, dude. I was not happy. And it took a lot of time and effort to get this money back. And thank God I got it back. But I was sweat, to say the least. Um, good thing I did the, uh, the PayPal. And eBay helped out as well. Um, but he clearly stated, you know, dude, you know, you pay for what you got. I put on their ACEO custom. I was like, dude, I don't know what the hell ACEO custom. You need to be a little bit more transparent when you're selling cards that look exactly, you know, there, there's right. people out there that they 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 cut up the card and they make it different and they do their own style. But when you're doing it exactly like the other one, that to me is a little shady. So if somebody doesn't know what they're they're buying into and getting into, um, again, and he knew exactly what he was doing. And the greed in him, instead of coming up in front, say, look, these are my custom cards that I personally made. They're not the real thing, you know, but I, I, I think they're cool. Would you like to buy them? That's a different story as opposed to Jordan Jambalaya card, you know, 3D lenticular cards, Jordan, and then real small print ACEO custom. Right. So in other words, make sure you read all the fine print when mm -hmm. you're on eBay because... You know, if you're just I'm, I'm pretty sure that the jambalaya, blah, 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 were in real big letters and then all the other stuff, you know, little mm -hmm. like you said, in fine print or maybe it's, you know, all the way down at the bottom of the page. And if you're not, you know, if you didn't do your homework and you're like, oh, wow. And using PayPal or your credit card with some type of payment protection, because that goes a long way in helping, you know, get your money back or at least give you peace of mind that. If something happens, I'm at least protected. And, you know, whether the things get lost in the mail, stolen, whatever, that you have some type of almost guarantee that you can at least try and get your money back. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah, moral of the story is be patient. Do your homework. If you don't know, ask somebody that you know has the best interest in you and not the best interest in themselves. And that's hard to find in this hobby because once greed gets involved, a lot of people put on that show like they give a shit about you. Again, excuse my language, but since I'm passionate about this, the last thing I want anybody coming into this hobby is to get screwed because once you get screwed, it's very easy to say, you know what, F this, F this hobby, y'all can go kiss my ass, I'm out. <laughs> and we're doing this specifically to get you in to show you the ropes so that you're successful and that you stay because the only way this thing's going to keep going continue a healthy market a healthy hobby is by new people coming in so please 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 do your homework do your research and if you have any questions you know don't be afraid hit us up at cousins underscore collectibles We'll be more than willing to help out. And guess what? I don't know everything. Cousin Tony doesn't know everything. We're, we're, you know, as we go along, we're learning, you know, we're building our hobby network. We're getting in touch with people like Corky and, you know, others that, that have been here a while. And, you know, we're, we're 
dropping questions to them all the time. Tony, as a matter of fact, went to a flea market yesterday, seeing some, you know, older cards that I had no idea about. I said, hit up Corky. Corky let him know. It's about two bucks. And Tony was like, okay, I'll keep it moving, you know? Nothing to see there. But the fact is, if we don't know, we know somebody that does. And we can get you that answer. Or, you know, if you feel comfortable with somebody else. But the point is, just don't go into something without doing that research. With that being said, it is time to wrap it up. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And once again, thank you to all the listeners, man. Without you guys, there is no podcast. So Cousin Tony and I appreciate all the support. And don't forget to check us out at Cousins underscore Collectibles and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're checking us out on. And as always, keep focused, keep positive, and keep collecting. Hey, yo, Tone, bring the beat back.